listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I am Faith. Hey Faith, I got a question. Sure, go ahead. It was sent in by listener Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Sarah writes in, she's a cis woman, and she had some questions based on some of the things we'd discussed in the past. Her question is, to the extent possible, I try to use my voice to speak out against trans misogyny, bring attention to trans issues, and elevate the voices of trans people. In principle, this all seems like good stuff to do, but I worry about falling into a cultural appropriation trap of sorts. She mentions how, like, in her email sign-off, she says her pronouns are she, her, and she's a cis woman. So she says, in a sense, I guess I'm sending a transmission through some of these choices, which may be good in some ways, but may also make me kind of a trans poser. I don't care whether or not people in general wonder if I'm trans, but I also don't want to end up like the cis woman you mentioned in the last episode, who's just trying to prove her cool, trans-friendly cred, and is just centering herself in the process. In other words, I don't want to be a Rachel Dolezal. Really, Ew. really good question. There's some really loaded content in there too that really I think we good. should maybe unpack a little bit before Definitely. we get started. Definitely. So for those of you who don't know, cultural appropriation is essentially when one cultural group uses elements from another cultural group's mm-hmm. practices this is not necessarily negative. Sometimes you hear the term cultural misappropriation. Yeah. This is tied in a lot to colonialism. Mm-hmm. Big old thing that happened for several hundred years and continues to impact societies today. Continues to happen today. Yeah. Basically, cultural misappropriation is when a group that is more dominant in society begins using the culture of a group that is traditionally marginalized or has traditionally been colonized. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's the cultural misappropriation angle. And Rachel Dozal. Well, real quick about cultural yeah. appropriation. Oh, sorry. I remember, because I wanted to get this really clear in my mind. And one comparison that made sense, a lot of sense to me was like, if a white girl shows up with dreadlocks, the coworkers might be like, cool, weird. Wow, it looks great. But if a black woman comes in with dreadlocks, the HR might say, look, you really have to cut those. That's not appropriate for the workplace. So it's people appropriating another culture's thing and being praised for it, whereas it's a strike against that culture. Yes. I don't know if does that I play think that's a, that can be a part of it. Of it. That okay. can be a part of it. It's also So I get I get what Sarah's saying. The idea kind of Oh, we should also sorry. Yeah. Who's Rachel Dolezal? So let's unpack that. Who's Rachel Dozal? For those of you who don't remember, we're going to link down below. But it's not a great story. It's not a great story. Tell us the story, Kath. So Rachel Dolezal, I have her Wikipedia page here. It says she was a former civil rights activist, former Africana Studies instructor. She was president of the NAACP chapter in Spokane, Washington. She resigned after it was revealed that she had lied about being African-American. So mm-hmm. when, back when she was president of the NAACP in Spokane, had you seen a picture of her, you'd be like, wow, she's a really light-skinned black person. Mm-hmm. But she's a head of NAACP. She had very fine curls in her hair. And you 
if someone says they're black, you believe them. What yeah. the fuck? And she wasn't black or African-American or anything at all. She's Polish or something. I don't even know what she yeah. was. So that was someone who felt African-American and decided to be African-American and told everyone that her father was African-American. And, you know, people can say and do and be whatever they want as long as they're not hurting anyone. But the fact of the matter is that she hurt people. And that has to do with she took these positions of leadership. She took them Mm -hmm. away from legitimate African-American people, people who grew up legitimately under the shadow of a lot of problems in our culture. Yes. And it's the worst kind of poser because you're actually doing damage to the group that you're posing as. Yes. So wait, this I'm going to play um, Fox News here. Cool. And just say, so if Rachel Dolezal, if what she was doing was wrong, posing as an African-American person taking these leadership roles, isn't someone like, couldn't you, couldn't you then say that a, a trans woman is just a man taking a woman's place? You can. How is that different? Let's let's kind of parse that. This is this has been a thing that a lot of uh, people who are uncomfortable with the concept of being transgender come back with. Like, well, if I can pick my gender just because I feel like it, why can't I pick my race? And the fact of the matter is, Rachel Dolezal lied, and you're not. One other thing I would like to definitely add to this Rachel Dolezal debate is. I am medically transitioning under a doctor's care Mm -hmm, (laughs) because mm -hmm. this is a real medically diagnosable condition that is being treated with medicine. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the difference is that I, I, there are levels of care involved. There are steps involved. There are procedures. Yeah. And we're, we're sort of glossing Mm -hmm. over this because the whole Rachel Dolezal and, and race versus gender, like that's, that's a really big complicated question that we need to save for another episode. But the fact that Sarah brought it up in her email. Yeah. You don't want to be the worst kind of poser. Exactly. So, so what do we do? What do you think? You're- so Sarah's saying that she, you know, on social media and her interactions with people, she's standing up against trans misogyny. She is asking people, you know, putting her things like my pronouns are she, her, when, you know, to many people, they may think it's obvious. Mm-hmm. She's basically being kind of super pro-trans. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want she's- cisgender to be the quote unquote normal yeah, one. She's, she's putting up things on her social media profiles that are like, my profiles are she, her, or my Pronoun. pronouns are she, her. Mm-hmm. And... Just kind of, I get the, I get the idea that like you want to be really super supportive. If someone attacks trans people, you want to jump in there and defend. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to be. Ooh, let's get into another super loaded term: mm-hmm. the white savior. This is actually a trope that shows up in movies a lot, which is when there's a minority group and the white guy, you know, comes into their culture and saves the day. Because it's usually Matthew McConaughey playing a lawyer, or sometimes Matt Damon. Yeah, or like uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin and, Costner likes to and, say um, Native Americans. Yeah, and it's that's the white savior. That the the idea is that it's this outsider from a less marginalized group is going to come in and save the day. So I get why Sarah's worried about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, this is what it takes. It took men to make sure women's rights could happen, and it, it helps if white people are on the side of civil rights. Everyone's going to fight their own fight, but it sure is easier when people in the dominant group, in the favored group, 
recognize the problems and make it apparent to their fellow members of the dominant group. Yeah. It's tricky. Like, okay, so what do you think? So let's say I had she, her in my email sign off and introduce myself that way and say, you know, if, if I did that in addition to not laughing at tranny jokes, calling people out when they make the attack helicopter joke, how much is too much? I think... I think those are all really fantastic things. Mm-hmm. I think they are absolutely fantastic things. I think anytime those of us who have privilege see those without privilege being trampled upon mm-hmm. in whatever way, it, we do, I think, have a duty to speak out if we want to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and mm-hmm. say we're decent people. Mm-hmm. We all want to pretend we'd be meep geese. We want to pretend, we want to tell ourselves that we would hide Anne Frank. We want to, yeah, we want to tell ourselves that we would have helped people on the Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. We would use our privilege to help the others. And this is what Sarah's Mm -hmm. talking about. Awesome. Yeah. And I would say that's, those are definitely things. Like if to all our cis listeners, must be a billion of you, Mm -hmm. I would say definitely you do want to stand up for trans rights. Of course. You absolutely do. When people attack trans people, be it personally in social media, wherever, you want to stand up and defend them. Help us normalize this thing. That mm-hmm. should be normal. Mm-hmm. And you do want to... The idea of like having pronouns, like my pronouns are she, her. Cal and Lord Community Health Center uh, does great work for the LGBT community. Link down below. Link down below. We link them in every episode. <laughs> but actually, um, their employees, when, when I get emails from their employees, it's in their the email profile. Mm-hmm. It's in their email sign-off. And I actually thought about adding it to my email sign-off at work. I thought but about it was, doing that, yeah. too. It and was, then the exact same thing Sarah wondered about. Yeah. It was, I had just come out. And I was like, no, it's going to sound like I'm pushing people or, like, mm. trying too hard. But Callan Lord also has stickers mm-hmm. that say – it's a little sticker you can put on your shirt. And it says, my pronoun is – and you can write it in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can be, you know, whatever you like. Do you think the world would be a better place if everyone's email sign-off had their pronouns in it? I think the world would be a better place. Maybe not that, but, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't actually hurt anyone. It would not hurt anyone Mm -hmm. at all. But in my case, it would confuse my coworkers, and in your case, people would be like, yeah, we get it, Faith. Well, I think things confuse people at first. Yeah, it's true. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, again, that's not really hurting people. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't hurt if we all did that. And... You know, maybe that's something we should all add to our Gmails. Mm-hmm. Um, again, as a trans girl, it's kind of a little bit like I'm just shoving it in your face. Like, mm-hmm. come on, do it right. Do it right. But, but if um, more people did it. If everyone did it, if yeah. someone's like millennials are putting their pronouns in their sign-offs, then that normalizes it, right? Yeah, it would. And that's the thing. We do need this to be normalized. Okay. So... I is, th- is Sarah a Rachel Dolezal? No, absolutely not. Okay, Sarah, you are not a Rachel Dolezal <laughs> whatsoever. You are not a trans poser. Okay, this is something else for another episode. But there are trans posers. There are people who pose as trans people online. Mostly they're ski- skeezy, skeezy chasers. So it's a fetishizing thing. It's a fetishizing thing. So they pretend <gasps> to be transgender women beautiful Hello, trans women trans girls yeah just wondering how you all do your let's all sh- let's all show each other our nude pictures <laughs> yeah it's it's that so there are trans posers and sarah you're not one of them at least no. i hope not where i think sarah and allies like her mm-hmm. 
could potentially go wrong. And it's it's if you start believing that your opinions mm. of how to fight this battle are more important than the opinions of transgender or non-binary or queer people. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And that came up when I was at a like a city council meeting yeah. specifically for trans and non-binary people. And, you know, what do we need in this city? And mm-hmm. what can we tell our representatives? And they did their breakout groups. And they're like people who are interested in talking about healthcare or housing or jobs or the prison system or mental health like break out but before we all break out in groups i just want people to remember you know we've got a lot of great cis allies here tonight but you're really in more of a listening position Mm -hmm. tonight the voices we're hoping to hear are from our transgender and non-binary people and i was so glad they said that because i wanted to listen but you know if someone's like any questions and it's silent 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 then i feel bad for them you're like oh yeah i have a question so i knew it was okay to be a listener like this is not a place where i need to be a leader this is a place where i need to be a supporter Mm -hmm. and i would say also sarah yeah to add that just respect the opinions of trans people and understand that you mentioned trans misogyny trans women trans men there are non-binary folks, there are queer folks, there are bi-gender people. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, you know, rainbow. Understand that we're not a homogenous group. We weren't. We aren't all going to share the same opinions, mm. which means you are going to occasionally run into a trans person or, you know, another LGBTQ person that disagrees with you. And in that case, I would say that might be the time to be a listener, so to speak, Mm -hmm. even if you don't agree with them. If they're talking about LGBTQ issues and you don't agree with them and they may, and they may be like crazy. They may be a Trump supporter. (laughs) They may be like a Nazi or something horrible. Mm -hmm. But in that case, just, just, don't engage. Don't engage. I get there's no way to. I mean, it's it's unlikely there's going to be a lot of Nazi transgender people, but it's okay. possible. Here come the tweets. Here come the tweets. <laughs> I am a Nazi transgender woman. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. Just because I identify as a different gender as I was assigned at birth, and I believe in the purity of the white race, how dare you? We actually had an episode about trans. Are, can you be trans and Republican? And I came down on the side of yes, you can, mm. because there is no transgender orthodoxy we're all different individuals i think i think we all kind of want to fight to make the world a better place for us but Mm -hmm. a lot of the time we are government is more important well yeah or taxes or whatever but people i don't know the point is we're not we're not there's no orthodoxy Mm -hmm. we're not all always going to agree there also may be transgender or other lgbtq people who are just jerks and in those cases Again, I would don't say waste time. either don't waste your time or be a listener. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's when a line is crossed, in my opinion, is when you begin telling transgender people what to believe or what's how to right behave or what's, or what's right or what's wrong. Exactly. Not saying that you do this, Sarah, just saying pitfalls to look out for for allies. Yeah. And that to me is where the line is drawn. And that gets into the whole white savior trope Mm -hmm. of the privileged person stepping in and telling the less privileged people, you know, how they how things should really be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll save you. I'll lift you up. And that's the whole thing that gets into the colonial aspect. It's like the goal is in colonialism and in a lot of post-colonial society, there's this idea that Western modernity, modernity, modernity Mm -hmm. 
is the end goal of society. So we're going to help these savages. Yes. Aren't we nice for helping these savages? Exactly. And that's white savior kind of idea. The privileged dictating to the less privileged helping them how i'm doing air quotes help them yeah now. helping them by kind of telling them how okay this is what's good for you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which can be tricky i'll which, say when you mean the best and you have the best of intentions mm-hmm. and you feel like you've educated yourself enough to talk about a particular issue and maybe you haven't like yeah. it's it's hard especially if you feel like you're doing quote unquote god's work especially yeah. if you feel like you are helping but, so that's why it's it's tricky and and it's yeah a, but just like you know how we live in brooklyn new york right now in 2017 versus how andaman islanders live right now mm-hmm. and we can go to them and say well they're hunter gatherers so we're gonna help them by showing them how to plant farms and live in cities like and it, like us in yeah brooklyn. it's the same thing for a cis person or a straight person to assume that that their way is the best that, that they have the full picture mm-hmm. and the right ideas exactly and where's that Andaman islands Andaman islands are kind of in the indian ocean they're the last group of people who's never been contacted oh yeah there's no one like in the the amazon river there basin? might be okay there might be yeah the the whole idea is that understand that it's a rich tapestry and the end goal may not be what you imagine. And you may not agree with all trans people, yeah. a trans point of view. Faith doesn't agree with all trans people's point of view. There that's, are some trans, that's awesome. There that's are some fine. trans jerks, so, yeah. to them. There's jerks everywhere. There are. I can be a jerk, too, sometimes. Not really. I but I certainly can't. can't. No, you can't. No, no, this is where I gotta I gotta speak up. And, okay. As, as, and I've listened to a few back episodes, and I'm like, wow, I should have just shut up and listen but in that case there's a few times where i uh am speaking and shouldn't be so listeners who rolled your eyes at something i said or anything like that sorry because this is your show and this is yeah. your life and this is your content and your topics and your lived experience and your opinions so well it I doesn't mean other people no it doesn't mean other people can't have opinions it's just a matter of understand that you carry with you a lot of privilege that other people don't have and you want to keep that in mind it's hard to see it's hard to see unless we're looking for it yeah and you have to be pretty vigilant there's Mm -hmm. a lot of ways to be privileged yeah and i would say also sarah and everyone out there who's listening i think you're absolutely on the right track 100 percent. and even being worried about this shows that your heart's in the right place Mm -hmm. As they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. So just be aware. And it sounds like you're aware. Mm-hmm. And that's really great. So I would definitely say, yeah, when it comes to a trans person who disagrees with you on something, again, that's when you should be a listener. When in doubt, listen. Listen. And when it comes to the things that it sounds like you're doing from what, how you describe in your email, helping to fight against the gendered language that Mm. is so deeply embedded in english and Mm -hmm. in our culture and in many other languages as well as well it's hard to there's so many things that making them gender neutral the brother the brother or rather i'm sorry the sibling of your parent Mm -hmm. i guess you can say sibling (laughs) bad example right but a grandparent you know Mm -hmm. You got grandma, grandpa. You've got aunts and uncles. You, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many Mom and dad. gendered structures so deeply embedded that 
honestly, we would all be so much better off if we had gender neutral options. I learned a, a cute one doing here. What's that? Instead of saying my nieces and nephews. Yeah. They're my nibblings. My nibblings. And they're cute. I like that. So, you know, when in doubt, look for cute replacement terms like nibblings. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when you see injustice, speak out. And I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. When you see transphobic comments, when you see hate against LGBTQ people, yeah, when you see racism, when you see sexism, when you see assault, when you see bullying, Yes, stand up for all these things. Please, 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 please. We all need to. Yeah, yeah. Transgender. And it's hard, so every little bit helps. Yeah, transgender people are only a small part of this. Mm -hmm. There's so, so much we all need to speak out about. But yes, trans misogyny is a huge thing for me, particularly. But also, (laughs) so is misogyny. So is... Racism, sexism, homophobia. Yeah. We're all impacted by all these things. Even if we we had the privilege, we're still impacted negatively by Mm -hmm. these things. They hurt Mm -hmm. all of us. But if we have the privilege, they don't hurt us quite as much. They don't hurt us quite as much, but they still... Suck. They still suck. And they still... I think they do hurt the people with the privilege. I think... Oh, they hurt, but not as much, I'm saying. Nowhere near as much. Not even remotely as much, but it still hurts us as a society to have that. Absolutely. You mentioned something really good right towards the end of your question. You didn't want to be centering yourself in the process. That's that's so smart. It's so great that you're aware of that. It is not a, a cis girl's place to center herself in the trans discussion, just like it's not a, a white person's place to center themselves in anything about racism. Their place is to listen, pay attention, and support. But it's not about you. It's not about me. Yeah. It's all about faith. <laughs> All of it. No, it, I mean... It is. Nope. How about you? It is, it is all about all of us yeah. and how we treat each other. And mm-hmm. ultimately, I think your heart's in the right place, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I think fighting against that gender language, fighting against trans misogyny and all other types of injustice that come from this privileged, unprivileged dichotomy in our society and also understanding that... In fighting against that, you don't want to try to make yourself the center of it. Mm-hmm. I think you've got it. Sarah, I think Sarah, you nailed it. You nailed it. So thank you so much. Well done. Thanks for the excellent question. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Yeah. And of course, we talked about a lot of uh, topics that are super complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just touched on them a tiny bit. So if we left out something important, if uh, there's a nuance to it if that you feel we really didn't explore. If we skipped over something, if we truncated the explanation. Uh, yeah, I, we did. And... Yeah. We'll talk about Rachel Dolezal more. I promise. We will. <laughs> and I don't know if we'll talk about colonialism and racism more, but we may just leave that for another podcast it's, to it do. It tends to, to pop up from time to time. It does. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thank you guys so much. Talk to you next time. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us and send your questions to questions at gender or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels. Music for the gender rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. 
And for all our episodes, visit GenderRebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. This is a woman who had a leadership position in the NAACP, I believe in Baltimore? It's Baltimore or Virginia, yeah. We can I actually forget. look it up if you want. Okay. <laughs> Looking it up. In the meantime. Where was Rachel Dolezal all pretending to be black? Was it Baltimore or somewhere in Virginia? Maybe McLean or maybe Ruston or maybe Falls Church? Or maybe it was Charlottesville. Spokane, Washington. You Spokane, were on the wrong, wrong side of the country. <laughs> on the wrong, wrong coast. Yeah. So Rachel Dolezal.